Hello, friends. This is Taver Lee, and you are listening to Grit and Grace. We are here for soul-level conversations that will take us across the veil in mystical and magical ways. I invite you to leave what you know at the door, open your heart, and receive. If you want to find out more information, make sure you go to moontempleschool.com. And now let's get started. Hello, I'm Taver Lee. I'm the founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School. I'm a witch. I'm a high priestess. I'm a student of life, first and foremost. And today, in my fancy crown, I'm going to be giving you three of the most powerful ways you can be working with mirror magic. Because mirror magic truly is the way that you can unlock increased access to divination to the other side of the veil and into your own spiritual gifts just by working with focused intention on your reflection. This is super fun for me. And of course, I did my own mirror magic before I came to record this. And as I was gazing at myself in the mirror, because this is the third part of what I'm going to be talking about, which is self magic, I saw myself in my own queendom of my home, of my space, of all the beautiful altars that I've created. And I saw myself with a crown. So I put it on to come and record this. So you can see that the reflection of what I saw and what I felt in my own ritual is here for you as well to experience. So all things related to magical practices, to rituals, to spells, to traveling beyond the veil or to higher levels of consciousness or to different dimensions is what I do. It's where I teach. You can go to moontempleschool.com for more information. But today let's talk about these three areas. Number one, we're going to talk about connecting to your ancestors and spirit guides through mirror work. Number two, we're going to talk about using a mirror for protection and warding. And then number three, how to do self-magic with a mirror. But first, let's dive into how to actually create the mirror that you're going to use in all of these practices. It doesn't matter what size mirror you use. It might be a full-size mirror in your room. It might be a small mirror that you keep at your desk. It might be a, a handheld antique mirror that you find at a used store. It just might be a sheet of mirror that you find somewhere that you decide to be your mirror in your practice. Once you've identified what mirror you're going to use, I highly recommend that you first clean it with soap and water. Clean it. Like do the actual physical cleaning, remove any excess dirt, and then clear it through your own practices, whether it's through smoke cleansing or using holy water, run it through actually even all of the elements, all four of the elements and remove all old energy. And then next, charm and bless it with you. You might sleep close to the mirror. You may decorate it with your own magical tools. You might um, cover it in beautiful florals. Whatever you your practice would be to charge or consecrate an item, do that. But at the very least, clean it, clear it, and charm it with you. And if you're not sure how to charm it with you, just keep it near you for a while. Keep your hand on it. Put your energy in it. Maybe draw some sigils on the back of it. Maybe paint on it. Maybe um, bling it. You might bling it up however you want. Think of 
charming it to be connected to you, what matters to you. And then, of course, everything I'm going to teach you today, when you're working with your mirror, go into spaces that are quiet, that hold you well, whether it's near an altar or just even, I mean, some people go into their closets if they have families, go into your closet and shut yourself in with your mirror or put it on your desk and be in a a space that allows you time to do the rituals, to be in contemplation, to truly honor the fact that you are connecting through the ethers to quantum fields So removing excess noise, removing the human world, step out of the 3D to step into the quantum fields. Or you may just lock yourself in, (laughs) open up these quantum fields, and it can be interrupted by human life. So my invitation is create your mirror that works for you. And then find the space and the time in your schedule in in, in which you're going to work on your mirror magic. Okay. So let's start with let's start with communicating with your guides and your ancestors. So this baseline of creating the mirror you're going to work with when and where is the baseline to everything. You clean it, you clear it, you charge it, you set your intentions to work with it. You have a space set aside. You've looked at your calendar and you commit to four or five, six weeks or months to connecting with your mirror at this specific date and time. And then you find a place to store your mirror. And then when the time comes, you bring it out. And so if you're working with your spirit guides and ancestors, I suggest you do a little bit of research. If if you're calling in specific ancestors, do the research. Bring some physical representation of them into the space that you're going to work with your mirror. If it's just your spirit guides as a whole, sit with it for a little while. Meditate, get into an altered state, create a connection to those energies before you sit in front of your mirror. You can also do it while you're sitting in front of the mirror. Just know that part of the process of connecting through the mirror across the ethers is researching and being intentional about what it is that you are looking to connect to. And I think of, to me, my spirit guides, I have a specific journey, my own sacred space that I go to to connect to my spirit guides. So if I'm going to work with a mirror, I go into that place first with my eyes closed. And then also bring an offering. It can be anything that is representative of your lands. It can be something that is representative of what you know your spirit guides or ancestors loved. And it can, it can really be anything, something beautiful, a flower, a plant, a part of you, something you've created, a little written love note, a heart cut out of a piece of paper that just says thanks. Any type of offering as you go into the process that you can exchange for this connection you're going to create. So you've done your research. You have a cleared, clean, charged mirror. And now you come together in this space. You might cast a circle. You might open rituals. You may meditate. Whatever it is that you do to begin your rituals, do that first. And then gaze into the mirror You might feel like you're looking at yourself, but allow what you see to transform, to become what it is that you seek to connect to. And this might take some time. This might be a process that if you haven't done this before, it might take a couple of weeks for your human mind to step aside, to allow yourself 
to be open to new thoughts, ideas, and pictures because mirrors are portals. And so if you haven't yet worked with portal energy, then it might take you a little time. So have grace, have kindness for yourself, but don't stop, keep trying. So you're gazing at yourself and what will happen is thoughts, images, maybe even a shifting of your own reflection will start to take place. And you can stay in that as long as you desire. Of course, I recommend you have a journal and pen handy and start noting down things that you see. Now, sometimes people like to do that after the fact because they don't want to break the visual eye contact that they have in their reflection. Totally fine. You can take breaks and write or you can hold it all off to the end. And when you feel like it's complete, close your circle. You don't necessarily need to clear your mirror unless you feel like what came through isn't something that you want to maintain in that energy, then you can clear it again. It's also really amazing to store your mirror in a place that um, is exposed to the sun or to the moon. It can be even something that you see regularly, maybe not for daily, um, like hygiene or beauty magic or looking at yourself in your crown. You may want, not wish to use it for that. You can also store it underneath anything on your altar and keep it charged. But using the same mirror for all of these reflective divination practices is important. It's important. And you can do whatever the fuck you want. These are suggestions and guidelines. I am a student of life. And so I <laughs> I truly believe that as sovereign beings, we take what resonates and leave the rest. So take what parts of this resonate for you. And if you feel like, well, I want to use the mirror that my children look at every day they go outside because I love the fact that I get my children's reflection in the mirror that I'm going to use for magic. I'll be like, okay, you do you. These are guidelines you choose because you are a sovereign being. When you're done with that ritual and you've given your, uh, your offering and you've stored it away for the next time you're going to visit, allow what you've opened your mind to to continue to come to you over time. It's often not just the ritual itself that creates communication. It's keeping an open mind and an open heart and an open receptive field to receiving more information, more than just when you're gazing in the mirror. The mirror may just be the connection through the portal. The messages, the information may come over time. All right, moving on. Number two, we're going to talk about working with a mirror for protection and warding. So doing all the first steps, same baseline work with the mirror. When you want to work with the mirror for protection, you start facing yourself in the mirror. Then you gently close your eyes and bring in a white light or even a golden light and keeping your eyes closed until you can hold this visual that you are totally in a ball, a sphere, or even a light channel that comes down through your body until it fills up your whole body. And for those of you that have worked with me, you know that I give you these protection bubbles of light often. And so you've probably done one of these or heard me talk about it. Do that protection bubble of light. Once you have it in your mind's eye and you can feel it in your body, you might start getting a little warm, then stretch that light a little bit outside of you. So it's outside of your body. And then next, I want you to rub your hands together with all that light that you feel and put your hands toward the mirror and then open your eyes and hold the visual that all the light that's coming through you is now being infused into the mirror. How long you hold this 
is until you feel that that mirror is entirely charged with all of the light that comes from your body. Even if you pulled the light in, it's coming from your body into the mirror. Once you feel that that's done and the mirror is charged, then speak words such as, change as you want, such as, I charge this mirror with protection light and all of its reflection comes back to me to protect me. Something like that. It can be, I am surrounded by protective light. It can be, I am surrounded by protection with and without this mirror. I am guided to be more protected. Like all the things, anything that resonates with you and and at the very baseline, it should be, I am surrounded by protective light. Bring your hands down and then gaze at the mirror and see it also in this full bubble of light, reflecting light back to you. And you should continue this protective chant or mantra as long as you need until you feel that you can feel that reflective protection light coming back. So now it's no longer just through you, into you, but it's gone out of you, into the mirror, and now it's coming back. Hold it until you feel that. When you feel like that is complete, the ritual is done. I usually end the ritual with something like, maybe a timeline that I will revisit it, or I might make a commitment to revisit my own protection of light, um, however often, with or without the mirror, that I will close my eyes and check in with this protection of light every full moon, or every time my face is under the sun, I will recharge this protection of light, or whatever that would be for you. I usually end it with something that affirms how I'm going to be reminded of this protection of light and when. And for me, it then becomes part of whatever that ritual is, daily, weekly, or monthly. It becomes part of that ritual, just as a reminder. And most often, I can just close my eyes and remind myself of that super supercharge that I created between the mirror and myself, and I can feel the light coming from me to the mirror, back from the mirror through me, and it is done. And then, of course, when you're done, clear and cleanse your mirror if you're going to use it for other rituals or tasks. Store it in the moon or the sun. Store it wherever you want. But that ritual is complete. And the third way that mirror magic is super powerful is for self magic. It can be beauty magic. It can be shadow work. It can be um, even just allowing yourself to be seen by you. It could even be the highest version of you. It can be the future version of you. It can be the little girl or little boy version of you. It can be you as a high priestess. It can be you and your queen archetype. Any of these parts of you that you are exploring and working with, it is so powerful to gaze into the mirror at yourself while working with this energy. And if you haven't done any of that before, it can sometimes feel a little disjointing to spend time looking at just yourself that doesn't involve you doing something with your hair, your makeup, your face, your clothes, that it's just for you to see you. So same baseline work on the mirror. Same process of setting sacred space and time to do this work. And most often it is worthwhile to explore your intentions 
before you go into it. And sometimes if you don't know what it is, but you really want to try working with more mirror magic for yourself, then I invite you to go in with such an open mind and so much love and grace for yourself that whatever comes up when you gaze into the mirror, that you are willing to honor it. Even if it comes up, shadows, triggers, things that you didn't go into it to experience. And if you're not used to fully looking at yourself, you might immediately go, oh my goodness gracious, my nose is a little shiny today. Or oh my goodness gracious, I got wrinkles up in my in my forehead. All these things happen. We all experience it. Let them come. Bless it. Goodbye. Say, I, I see you. I see you wrinkle. I'm just going to bless you. Goodbye. Keep going deeper and deeper until all of your own self-reflection judgments that come up flitter away and then get to the heart of the matter. It might be, well, for me today, how do I define the queen, being the queen of my own world, being the queen of my own home? How do I define queendom? What does that feel like and mean to me? How would a queen walk in this world knowing she has her own queendom? Or it might just be, what am I hiding behind my queendom? What am I trying to stop from exploring by being in my queendom? Am I still connected to my people, my community, and the lands when I'm in my queendom? What does devotion look like? And it could be, and, and this is just an example, knowing how my own ritual in front of the mirror went, it could be something like, what are my strengths? And truly look at yourself until you feel that knowledge come through your body. It can come in shapes, pictures, words, feelings, songs. It can come in rituals. It can come in so many ways. So ask yourself questions like, what's coming up? What am I avoiding? What do I know to be true about myself? What do I hide from? What do, where do I make myself smaller for other people to not see me as powerful as I see me. Or on the flip side of that, where do I make myself smaller or to fit in so others see me in something different than I am? Where am I honoring my truth? Where am I not honoring my truth? All these things in front of a mirror. After you've set this space and you're in this ritual, it's such a beautiful practice. Then, of course, in this case, definitely write down everything that comes up. And you might even want to switch topics halfway through. You might be like, okay, I exhausted what I'm hiding from. I've exhausted it. Great. Now I want to switch topics and I want to talk about like, what does my soul really want from me at this stage and place and time in my life and this moment of human reality? What does my higher self want me to know right now today? That's fine. Note some things down, shake it off, shake in front of the mirror and then come back and say, okay, I see you. Now let's explore this. And then, of course, honoring whatever you feel. If you need integration afterwards, if you need to give yourself love, if you need to take action, if you need to then set a, a strategic goal plan, if you need to go and, and, and lie down and have a nap, if you need to honor the beauty within that you recognized you haven't been seeing, then do that. Any integration that you need after you've done self-work is super important. This is self-magic. You know you. You move comfortably at your own speed. You focus on integration at your own speed and write it all down. I find a lot of times after I do mirror work for myself, I want to paint. I want to like, I want to tune out. I want to, 
want to step out of the of the reflection and bring it out of my body and let it be expressed in a different way. Sometimes I'll journal, sometimes I'll go for a walk, sometimes I'll go sit by a tree, and sometimes I'll just paint and just let it flow through me. And, but I know always that that session, just like the others, that that session of work, especially for divination, because when you're working with ancestors and guides and self-magic, you're kind of seeking information. Protection magic is all-encompassing once it's complete. The first one and this one, these are really around getting more information. So I know when you've closed that circle is oftentimes when you start to process what actually occurred. So you can go in it, embody it, feel it, know it, write down what you think you can. But I know with 100% certainty that more messages will come after you've closed it. So then, of course, close your circle, make a plan for integration for what you need, drink some more water and... Store your mirror, clear it if you need to, store your mirror away, and then step deeper into your own self-care following that. And for a lot of, t for a lot of people, self-care in that case means action. If you get clarity about yourself and you're like, oh, okay, I know that there's this one thing that I truly want and I truly desire and I have been kind of putting off like doing the action, signing up for the thing, um, asking somebody for the thing or going forward with this project, I'm going to go and put one step in place to move it forward. Then I'm going to rest, whatever that might look like. There are so many ways you can work with mirrors. So many ways. These are only three of them. And I think these three, if you bring them into your practice, is an avenue for you to, re to really put more focused energy and intention into working with you and your magic for you. Because you'll notice the three rituals I've given you are for you. Whether you're calling in guidance from the outside or across the veil, whether you are building a layer of protection or whether you are working on yourself, these are all for you. This is magic, reflection, divination for you with mirror magic. Thanks for being here. You can find out all things Mystery School, how to do these rituals, use certain intentions and mantras and have deeper levels of practice. Find me, moontempleschool.com. That's where all the magic happens. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there. 